0: think that my dad even at that time really knew what breath work was he just had long COVID and he was like I am ready to be over this breathing thing he is tired of not being able to breathe and so I started breathing with my dad twice a week we now still continue to breathe together once a week I went from as a child I can count on one hand the times I talked to my dad on the phone to talking to my dad via video chat every single week for at least 30 minutes you know and It healed my relationship with my dad.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Winning the Divine Lottery podcast. This is an opportunity for you to discover your birthright, your inherent worthiness. You are more than enough to live the life your heart desires. You are truly worthy of it all. I'm your host, Amy Dons. Let's do the world a favor and step into ourselves fully so we can give others permission to do the same. This episode is sponsored by locally owned and operated Anytime Fitness Regina. Your small, friendly, community-filled gym that has a little something for everyone. At Anytime Fitness, you can work out anytime. Get 24-7 access to every location with your membership anywhere in the world. We have multiple memberships, including deals for students, healthcare workers, and emergency responders. Stay active this fall and give any time a try. Contact Lindsay for your free trial and personalized trainer session at 306-205-7220. Again, that's 306-205-7220. Show, okay, you guys. Podcast just keeps getting better and better and better. Um, I really don't know how to introduce you fresh and new anymore to these podcasts that just they pull on my heartstrings. They're so deeply congruent with my soul, and they're just those those moments in life where I feel so blessed. And f- so fortunate that I get to connect with these amazing people from all over the world. And this next episode with Jen Liss is, it's just so good. You just have to listen to it. I mean, you are listening to it. That's why you're here, right? Jen and I connected in such a congruent level. Um, I feel like we're we're soul sisters. We talk about self-love. We talk about breathwork. We talk about how... Um, starting our purpose, helped heal people in our family. I mean there was just so many parallels it was magical and she is magical. you have to listen to the very end because what she's leaving as her legacy is just so magical. I'm, I'm gonna overuse the word magical because I can. okay. Jen List is on a mission to cultivate a world where individuals feel free to explore and embrace their unique gifts so they can contribute to their communities and foster progress with joy, passion, and purpose. She currently supports people in doing this through professional speaking engagements, coaching, and breathwork, and she also has a podcast. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome, Jen, to Winning the Divine a Lottery podcast. I am so excited to have you here today because you have been a light in my life through Facebook Messenger, mostly. Um, I met you through Kathy Heller's podcasting course. It's why I'm podcasting today. I, I have so much appreciation for that course and for you along the way, you were just such a great support system. And I actually feel that you spoke to my worthiness. Like you, you held that container for my worthiness without pushing me or pressuring me because I intuitively feel that we are similar. Correct me if I'm wrong, that a true mentor, like a true coach and a true guide always gives space and room for the person to be guided from within. And that's how I operate. And I truly feel that you were that for me. So thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, it's so fun. Such an honor. And then to hear all of that just makes my heart absolutely sing and explode and just get fuzzy, all of the things, because I agree with you. We do see that the same way that A mentor, Really, I think human to human, this is what we're here to do for one another, whether you're a mentor or a coach, is hold space for other people to see the amazingness that's inside of them because it's a weird thing of the human condition that we can't see it ourselves. Like, what is this weird smoke and mirrors that we're all dealing with all the time? And if we can hold that space for other people so that they can step in and really listen to themselves, like, what more beautiful thing to have as our purpose in life.
1: I love that. And it's so true because I mean, I've been at this for 17 years. And when when I say that, I mean like doing the inner work, the spiritual and personal development journey, and I still need those people in my life. Like I, I forget my worthiness consistently all the time. And then to counterbalance that consistently, I have to constantly be reframing and constantly be reminding myself of my worth. And I think that's why I'm so in love with this podcast, because I really wanted to highlight this idea that we are inherently worthy, that we don't have to do anything to prove it that we are simply because we're here and we exist. And unpacking that and uncovering that So with that, I would love to invite you into this space of being inherently worthy. And is this something that you've believed your whole life or is it something that you've had to lean into and surrender to? Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. To short answer to your question, absolutely not. I did not see my worthiness and I have not been on this journey for the amount of time that you have been on. My wake up call was you know, less than a decade ago where I realized that something wasn't quite right. There was some kind of rub happening in my life and I wasn't totally in love with the person who I was being and how I was showing up in the world. And that started, I took a strengths finder (laughs) test and the strengths finder test told me that my greatest strength was judgment. And (laughs) that didn't feel great to me to realize that my greatest strength was judgment. Now, since then I've realized there's a lot of positives to having judgment as a strength that makes you a very strong creative it it helps and supports you when leveraged in the right way but that judgment was coming out in a not so pleasant way and in a Mm -hmm. way that was not holding space for others but was instead removing the space from others and that was really starting at home it all starts at home right it was really starting with me and how much I was judging myself against others in order to try to feel worthy, all the things. There's so hmm. many layers to this that I've discovered and I continue to uncover because it's familial, it's generational and it's it's in our culture. And that's part of why you said, it's like we have to keep coming back to this and reminding ourselves that we're worthy because we live in a culture that inherently tells us that we're not. <laughs> so I I have definitely been on a huge awakening. And in fact, my, my little mantra that I wrote to myself today in my journal was, I am whole and complete that reminder, whole and complete every day, reminding myself of that because we forget.
1: We do. What you talked about being rubbed and I loved how you described that, that like I was being rubbed almost the wrong way. What was that rubbing? Like what was that thing that was off in your life? besides yeah. the judgment.
0: I, I mean, it really is, is rooted very much there, but what it was, was that I felt like I got to a pinnacle of career career. I'm a career driven person. And I'm so grateful to have had numerology and understand that that's just part of who I am. So I had a lot of guilt about that for a long time, mm. <laughs> but career is, it's a big focus of mine, but I would get to this point. I built a business, six figures as a hairstylist, as a solo hairstylist, not owning a salon or know. anything, but had gotten myself above six figures and felt like I, I should feel some sort of you know happiness mm-hmm. at this level. And I just didn't. And so then I left that career. I go into corporate America. I build myself to the point of being an employee experience strategist, something I thought was going to be the pinnacle. I'm like, yes, I'm a st- strategist. This feels so cool. I'm getting to help people and support people. And I felt it again. And I was like, something is funky here that I can't get to this level. And I was making even more than I'd made as a hairstylist in that role. And I, it's still like the money wasn't doing it. And it's not like I was making millions, but to where that feels pretty successful in my Midwestern upbringings eyes, you know, making over six figures. And it just wasn't there. So there was this like, okay, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I feel like that's what I wanted and Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling fulfilled. And, you know, it's like I was getting closer and closer with the employee experience stuff, but it just, it wasn't reaching that ultimate level of fulfillment. And what I have realized in turning inward is that I wasn't listening to myself. (laughs) It's like I was listening to pieces of it and little pieces were getting me to certain levels, but I wasn't fully listening. And I was actually just telling those pieces of myself that were speaking the loudest to shut up (laughs) because they were getting in my way. (laughs) That has been so much of it. And that, that comes down to the worthiness, right? Those pieces of ourselves are trying to share things with us and we just don't even want to give them the time of day? How could we possibly feel worthy if we're not even offering those parts of ourselves an opportunity to
1: speak? So. Mm. Oh. Okay. First of all, I want to say that this familiar pattern that you and many other people have have gone through in life never gets old. It It needs to be talked about. It's so important because at some point in the game we're all chasing something to hopefully make us feel a certain way whether that's successful or happy or fulfillment and you realize twice that you got to this point you know making over six figures that you you didn't have that that fulfillment was like almost like the missing link in you and i think that's so powerful because also on that path you're still being guided. This is how I feel like you were still being guided and had it not been for you chasing that thing, you would have never felt that like you would have never felt that this still isn't what I'm after. And so I love that that was like the thing that led you to going inward and beginning to listen. And when you said that, I just heard like the art of listening to self how incredible and important that is and that worthiness really does come from us understanding who we really are and what we're really not and we're not those things that we chase right those we can we can have those incredible goals and achieve and achieve them for sure but our worth isn't attached to them i love that so much
0: I mean, one of the things that I haven't mentioned yet that is such a huge part of this is that I've been chasing approval from others this entire time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, the approval of you got the degree. When I left my Mm hairstyling career, there was a piece of me that was like, I need to prove that I'm smart and I need to go back and get my degree. And so Mm -hmm. I left hair, I got my degree, I went to the corporate. I need to prove to people that I can have a real job that I can go and make it in the corporate world. I need to prove to people that I can build a business. I need to prove to my parents, you know, those, it was the proving, which is inherently feeling like I'm not worthy as I am and to show up as who I am. And so there's a continuous reminder, reminding to myself that I don't have anything to prove (laughs) to anyone. And the more I operate from that space, the more i feel so happy and fulfilled in this very moment like there's nothing else that i need all of a sudden the the money concerns melt away when i can get in that space and then it comes back around again and it it starts talking to me from the outside and you know all of those things but i think we all just are on this continuous journey with it in our own unique way
1: yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, though, because I'm thinking the whole human condition is around this need to seek approval from outside circumstances and people, because we were raised in a way that we would get love or we would get, you know, um, appreciation when we did the right thing, something that was appropriate, so to speak. And, and me too, I'm just going to put up my hand and like me too, like, let's be vulnerable here. Me too. Still, still there's areas in my life where I catch myself in that pattern of needing to prove. And for me as well, I realize that that always comes from a place of lack and scarcity and this belief that I'm not enough and that I have to do more and I'm not doing enough. And when I create from that space, I'm in complete survival And when I take a step back and I realize, hold on, if I don't have to do anything to prove my worth, that means I already am enough, more than enough. And it also means I have exactly what I need to actually get through whatever I'm conceiving as a problem or an issue or a challenge or a struggle. And I love that because it reminds me of our conversations back and forth. Like one of my things was actually finances when I decided to start the podcast. And, but in my soul, like in my body, in my nervous system, I knew that I was being called to it. That was undeniable for me. There were so many signs. And so it's a really interesting thing when you do the inner work, a self observation. Saying yes to those things that our soul is calling us to, regardless of circumstances. And when you do this more and more and more, I I truly feel that what happens is we learn to trust our decision-making a lot more. And we also learn to trust the universe who is always supporting us and providing us with what we need. And I ended up coming into an inheritance a couple months later. Like no one could have guessed that, so I mean, I, I am just always being supported and provided for by the universe. So when we start to move, I truly feel from the inside out rather than the outside in. I that's when life gets really magical, and fun so and true. fascinating. Because Can the I ask magic you? Magic is inside. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, we're. It's all in us, and that reminds me of. I've done a couple conscious breathwork sessions, and I know you're a facilitator, and I would love to dive into that with you a little bit because my very first experience doing conscious breathwork um, was held in my basement, actually, and I had no idea what to expect, and I remember the facilitator telling us, like, you can have a rebirth experience where you actually are back in the womb, and I'm thinking, that's not going to happen to me for the first time. Guess what happened? I, it was the coolest thing. And I've had some really profound shifts uh, with conscious breathwork. So how did you get into that? I'm, and I'm sure that's part of your healing journey as well. And this waking up process that you've been in.
0: Yeah. And you gave the perfect intro into this because it's not something that I ever thought that I would do. It was a complete trusting my internal navigation system that led me to breathwork. So Mm -hmm. I had been kind of interested in breathwork and sampling it and trying it whenever somebody would offer a free session. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the free session. So I'd been doing it and I had had some pretty incredible experiences, but had no desire to be a facilitator until one day I heard that somebody who I'd been receiving breathwork from sometimes on occasion, she taught. She taught it as a facilitation program. And I had no idea that that was true. And I suddenly felt this urge to do a discovery call with her, signed up without ever even talking to my husband about it. No idea why the heck I was doing it. I just dove into it. And it was a really wild yes, because I usually am have always been one of those people that's like, let me think about this. Let me make the right decision, you know, all of that. But I just simply dove in. And I realized over time, here's a wild story, Amy, at the end of the year, when I was doing this facilitation program, I said, one of my goals for the next year was to heal my relationship with my dad, because I Hmm. moved across the country to the West coast. My dad's a Midwestern dad. He's has some, some challenges with me, you know, moving out into this area into Portland. And so we had kind of some roughage, a little bit of roughage going on. And I was like, I really just want to heal my relationship with my dad next year. And I'm about (laughs) if nothing else, I mean, and all the other benefits that have come with me fully stepping in as a healer and a facilitator and really owning a gift that has been, you know, being honed through many, many years of being a hairstylist and doing all of the work that I have done what you said, like our journey leads to a certain point. It's all so clear to me now. And that was just this huge nod from the universe that it's like, you are exactly where you were meant to be with this. This is what you're meant to be doing. And um, yeah, just a, a beautiful journey.
1: I I got tears in my eyes. This is one of those moments where I wish I could press rewind and have you tell that whole story again, because it's so incredibly powerful what happens when we step into our purpose. And had you not have said yes to this wild call without thinking it through, it would have never led you to this healing of your relationship with your dad. And I'm going to swap a story with you, a dad story. Um, Similar, I had a wild call for energy medicine, conscious-based energy medicine called Body Talk. I had never heard of it before, never experienced a session. It was a five minute conversation and I Googled it and I found out two months later, the facilitation course was coming and I just did it. I I knew I was supposed to be there. I was in chronic pain for a year and a half leading up to that. And I walked away completely pain-free. And so something had shifted in me and I was hooked. And that was actually the beginning of my journey. And somewhere along the way when I started my practice my dad booked a session with me and he had um some stuff going on with his feet to the point where he was getting like tested for MS like he he couldn't stand he had a hard time like climbing steps he was just in a lot of pain and he had one session with me and it completely disappeared the pain in his feet and he wrote me the greatest testimonial That I've ever received to this day. And I just really wanted to highlight that, that two different stories, but what happens, like just the importance, and to acknowledge you for having the courage and the trust in the not knowing to say yes to this thing. And I mean, I know that's one story, and I have a feeling you have so many more where so much unraveling and unfolding has come from you healing you has helped other people heal.
0: Yes. Yes, and I think we forget that sometimes or it's easy to ignore the benefits of something that you're diving into yourself. Mm-hmm. It is going to be something that you're able to serve others with because the deeper we go with ourselves, the more space we can hold. If we go back to that space holding we talked about at the beginning, the deeper you go with yourself, the more space you can hold for others. And so when we are willing to have the courage and at the right time in that divine timing, when we follow that nudge and say Mm -hmm. yes to the thing that makes no sense, but we just know there is something that is not just there for you, but for somebody else in the world. And it's an opportunity for you to stretch so that you can hold that space for somebody else.
1: You said one of my favorite lines that I say, and like the deeper you can go with yourself, the deeper you can go with somebody else, because what it shows you is really at the core of us, we're so much more alike than we are different. We all have experienced some form of trauma. We all have experienced grief and sadness and anger and feeling betrayed and abandoned at like at our core. And I know one of the things that comes from that is something called compassion. Like the ability to just understand and see through the lens of this crazy wild ride that we're all on. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have a feeling like, how can you not have compassion for something that somebody is experiencing?
0: Yeah, compassion has been, <laughs> yeah, I've gone from judgment to compassion. Mm. And those two things, I didn't understand what compassion felt like because I had none for myself. Mm. So I really viscerally did not fully understand what it meant. To have compassion for another human i think we have to have it for ourselves start playing around with what it feels for ourselves and when we look at the world around us you know there's so little compassion in some spaces and then you look at the people and it's like we're so wounded yeah and we haven't offered ourselves just a just a iota of compassion mm. and so what you're saying about the deeper you go with yourself, the deeper you can go with others that comes that's love with love, with compassion, with, with all things, with all Mm -hmm. things. And we're just not taught to love ourselves. And I remember the phrase, even just a couple of years ago, the phrase self-love triggered me. I was like, Mm -hmm. what is this self-love? You know, I, I, I did not like the phrase. And sometimes I get caught up on words, I will admit, but um. It's like it has to be felt. Once you feel it, it makes sense. But a lot of these like words that we throw around, like gratitude and self-love and compassion, and you don't understand it until you feel it. And we're so numb. <laughs> so numb.
1: A hundred percent. And and once you once you numb one emotion, you really numb all emotions in my experience. And I really think that's an important thing to highlight as well, Jen, because until you have a personal experience for yourself, you really don't know what it feels like. However, that's not going to stop me from sharing and inviting people into the possibility of what is possible. Because the biggest thing for me through my journey has been that one word, love. I have discovered this innate, intelligent, divine love inside of me that is so fond of who I am, adores me, like loves me unconditionally. I have had so many profound mystical experiences with this love and connecting to this love that I know for me to be true that we all have this inside of us. And when I speak, I speak to the possibility that you have it too. And it's available for you to create a connection with and a divine relationship with. And when you can start to see, because it doesn't happen all the time, but when you do have really profound experiences and you're able to see you through the eyes of the divine, through this love, everything changes. And you will always have that to come back to. Like that will always call you back somehow, even through the, even through the lowest moments in my life, it has always called me back.
0: Yeah. How did you, I'm curious if I can turn the tables and ask you a question where, at what point did you connect with that, with that love? How did you get to that point? Was there a moment or was there a thing or was there a, a feeling Uh, At what point did you actually meet that?
1: There was many moments. So it wasn't just one moment, but the process of me doing the inner work and going through this body talk process, conscious space, energy medicine, what started to happen was, is number one, I started to have a completely different perspective. So a deeper understanding that everything was connected within me right? Like my mind, my body, my emotions, my spirit, but also the way I thought and my belief systems. And so there was a lot of other courses within that umbrella that I took that just, it opened up my eyes to a whole new way of looking at the world and myself. And I think once that started, what happens is when you peel back all the layers too, everything rises. So all of the things that you've been suppressing and numbing rise, but also, all the joy, all the love, all the hidden gifts that I had no idea were inside of me—all of this started to rise to the surface. And once that started happening for me, like I, I couldn't ignore it. It was just there. And then I, and I hated myself prior to this. Just so you know, especially as a teenager growing up, self-loathing. Like I had such a unhealthy self-image. I did not love myself worthy. Like what was that? I had no idea. And so this process really just started uncovering love, more loving ways of speaking to myself, of seeing things, of seeing things that I had been through that other people had done. And it was just one thing after the other like that. And then I think one of my most profound experiences came at a time in my life when I hit rock bottom and I had sacrificed my soul for a relationship. And so I was doing so good in so many areas of my life, but this one area of my life, somehow I still chose to go into relationships that I knew weren't right for me, but it was a trauma response. I associated love from a very young age as abuse and abandonment. And so even though I was doing all this healing work, that was very still um, dominant in me. This pattern would play out, right? And so that relationship ended and I was sick for like three months, compacted with, it was my first Christmas um without my son my parents had moved two provinces away and i was alone and i had this genuine mystical experience where i was lying on a fetal position on my mattress on my living room floor and i cried i don't even know how long for about an hour and i was literally taken on a journey i have to save that <laughs> for another podcast cuz it's it's really quite the story but i was taken on a journey where I was actually shown the the purpose of my past, the purpose of my present, and probably what my biggest job was in the now to be present and to really show me how powerful I am at choosing my thoughts or choosing the focus, I guess, of my thoughts is a better way of saying it because thoughts come and go, but it's the focus and the attachment And then I was actually shown my future, the possibility. And I went from crying in grief and pain and shame to being completely liberated. I was still crying by the end of it, but I was so liberated. And I was shown exactly how much I was loved. And from there, I just kept having more experiences. That was a long-winded answer. Yeah. And
0: it's... So thank you for sharing it. It's so important to hear these stories and how it unfolded and I'm I'm sure that throughout your podcast and as you go deeper and deeper with it for years and years and years your listeners are going to get to know so many different aspects of this beautiful journey that you've been on that's leading you to exactly where it is. Something that's so fascinating is that it started in at least one way with you coming back into your body. Yeah. You go all the way back to the body work. And what I notice with my clients and when I ask people in the world, it's like, we're all seeking clarity. We're all seeking our purpose. And that's where what you've shared here ended was I was shown my purpose. And I believe that one of the things that is blocking us from getting to that beautiful vision that you had. And even though there was so much grief that happened in between there and continues because that's part of our human experience, but we we can't get there without starting in our body. So many of us are, it's back to that numbing. We're numbed out. I was numbed out. I felt self-loathing with a capital L <laughs> underlined and in bold. <laughs> Big, thick font. Yeah. <laughs> and we we numb ourselves out and it really starts with coming back into our body, which is why I'm, Completely I I know that part of my calling is to offer breath work, is to offer embodiment, is to offer people this little like crack in the door that helps us to come back in and to listen to who we are and what our purpose is, because it we we can't do it without connecting back to the connecting what you said, connecting the mind, the body, the spirit, the heart, all of those things when they start talking to each other, it's like all of a sudden it's a whole different conversation because yeah. we were separately having conversations that nobody else was, they weren't hearing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like separate conversations. So exactly. it's really a beautiful journey that you just shared there. Yeah.
1: Thank you for formulating into bringing it back to the body because it's, it's something that I absolutely do support and believe in. And that's truly what happened for me. I mean, I started a modality where I paint people naked mixed with energy medicine. And I bring their subconscious story to life on their naked body. And that is fully immersed. Like you have nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. So if you're going to numb, those patterns will show up. So in your face, because you don't have anywhere to go because you're completely naked and you have to feel, you have to feel to heal. I, I do believe that as well. I wanted to share with you. Um, I had one breathwork experience talking about coming back into the body because our breath is our first sign of life. And it's the last thing we do before we die and how important that is. And I mean, the way you breathe, you can tell so much about a person and how they process trauma. And, and I also know that our bodies hold memory since the time we were conceived, whether we have a conscious awareness of it or not. And I had a breathwork session by a good friend of mine who was just an incredible facilitator. And, and I know you're going to get this. And this is also why it's important. I think, cause I can do breath work on my own, sorry, but I also know the power of having somebody with you. It's just, I mean, it's so beautiful and the things that can happen. And I have a tendency, not all the time, but a lot of trauma gets released when I do breath work. <laughs> you know, you think you've got it all figured out and then like, what, there's more. Anyways, so I I cry a lot when I do breath work. and this particular one, I could actually hear these voices around me and I was back in this space and I was inside my mother's womb, where my mom actually was planning on having an abortion. God love her, but she went through hell. and I I get why. Um, but I could hear all these people telling her that she had to sign these forms and maybe she shouldn't go through with it. Like I could hear these people. It was wild. And my facilitator at the time kept reminding myself to like, just keep breathing, just keep breathing. And at one point she just knew, okay, Amy, I'm going to sit you up for a second. And she crossed my arms like this to support me. And she supported my back And she brought me up and she wrapped her arms around me and she said two things, Jen, to me that I didn't even know that I needed to hear. And one was, I'm so glad you're here. Because that not being wanted or not safe to be here, not safe to be born into this life, although I was, that was so still deeply inside of me. And I lost it. When she said those to me, it was like my whole nervous system just released and I melted so much. And then she said, you're not an accident.
0: That's so powerful.
1: I just wanted to share that with you because I, who, whoever is listening, who has never experienced breath work, please tell them how they can work with you because I'm assuming that you do it online as well. I mean, just the power of having somebody else present and holding that space is incredible. That would have never happened on my own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that having someone to hold safety for you, because what happens there is that we, we don't feel safe to face whatever it is that we are feeling. And so we've, our body has put up natural protectors. Our mind has put up protectors to keep us from going in and feeling the thing that feels unsafe because we know it's going to hurt, right? Like facing that, the fact that you maybe didn't feel worthy or didn't feel loved, you didn't feel like it was okay that you were here for whatever that those things were that you have been feeling for so long it didn't feel safe to go and feel those things but when she was holding that space for you you were allowed to open it up and to mm-hmm. feel it and then to reprogram a new thought into your body and to that knowing it's not even reprogramming it's like reminder a knowing that you do deserve to be here you are so worthy you are so whole you are so beautiful and, and i just the fact that you were open to that experience and got to have that experience is such a massive massive gift so with my facilitation we talked about compassion earlier i'm i'm safety compassion those are the paramount to my facilitation style i'm a trauma informed facilitator and mm-hmm. everything that i do is really about taking the little sips that you are ready for when you're ready for them and so my the work that i do i do mostly online and the reason for that is because i really like to serve the people who i am and in person when i very first started doing breath work would have been terrifying the idea of doing it in person with somebody way too much for my nervous system Whereas being able to do it in the comfort of my own home on mm. my own, I offer it both live and on demand because I think there's power in both. You might feel more comfortable facing maybe a sexual trauma or something like that in the comfort of your own space with a facilitated reporting than you might feel in person with a facilitator at first right? Yeah. So I think there's so much power in both. Um, but I have a membership called Brilliant Breath Work, where it's primarily it's group breath work. And I also am a huge proponent of communal healing. I believe that we heal in community. And that's something that we're currently lacking a lot of in, in this world. So when we can find a safe space to heal in community, I think that can be incredibly powerful. So safety is, it's paramount. And that's what that facilitator provided for you so that your mind could go back to that space. I've also gone back for your listeners who are kind of like the womb space, what? I've also <laughs> gone back to the womb space. And y'all, I am the most, I told you about my Midwestern practical dad. That's me too, I'm skept, I'm such a skeptic of mm-hmm. everything. I'm so practical, I'm, I'm. but this you can 100% because I've experienced it, go back to the womb and one of my very first experiences was feeling like the message that i got in my mama's tummy was there's something wrong with you
1: yeah because
0: there's so much stress you're hurting your mom there's mm-hmm. something wrong with you you are hurting other people just my simple existence was harming her and was harming everybody around her because she was so stressed she already mm-hmm. had two little babies and now she had another baby on the way and there was so much going on in my parents life and that was the message that her chemical, you know, makeup was sending to my chemical makeup. And so it's what I lived most of my life with. And it was in a, I actually did hypnotherapy. I've done hypnotherapy and breath work for me. It was in a hypno session that I very first went back to that womb space and reminded myself that I am pure light and love. And it was in that space that I really had some of the biggest breakthroughs that I've had. So I think there's a lot of people that it's like, when we can get back that far, there's major, major progress that we can make.
1: Yeah. And I love that you talked about telling yourself that you're pure love and light. Like it's one thing to go back and sort of unravel from the nervous system, the trauma that was induced into us. And then it's another thing to replace it with the truth. Right. Um, and And I can see even through some of my healing journey where that wasn't always the case. That wasn't always offered. And I mean no mistake on anybody's parts. we We do the best that we know, but that is such an important part, especially when we're so open and vulnerable in that space. Um, I also am fascinated, and I absolutely love that we have these modalities to offer others because true transformation i believe really does take place through the the experience of self awareness when you get to know thyself i do believe that's another podcast know thyself but it's true because we are we are the ones who are qualified at knowing ourselves the best so why not take on that journey and go within I I really truly come back to this word liberation and I think that's that's the one thing that happens because we expand and we evolve beyond what we thought prior and our perception just keeps opening and opening and opening and when we do that we also allow because we have more space to receive that which is truly what we are becoming. I love this conversation. I could talk to you for hours, I'm sure. Same. I think one
0: of the things that I would love to note about this, about what you shared, is that it's coming back and realizing and remembering that self-awareness of the lightness and the beauty and the magic Mm. that we are because a lot of self-development is so focused on the negative things that have happened and the going in and trying to tinker and trying to fix. Yeah. And it's this realization that there's nothing to fix Mm -hmm. there's actually nothing to fix and when we realize that there's nothing to fix that's that is the liberation all of a sudden Mm -hmm. all those things that we thought we needed to fix melt away Yes. and sure they're going to come back because society is constantly telling us that though that that is true and it's continuously coming back to the light and so whatever your practice is whether it's Meditation, whether it's breath work, whether it's painting naked bodies, whether it's having your naked body painted, whatever, whatever the thing is for you that reminds you of that, that's what we are, that's the practice. And for some people, it's prayer. For some people, it's sitting in a church and doing this. But for many of us, there are things that have led us astray from that sort of prayer. So it's like, what is the prayer for you
1: that Mm. gets you back
0: to that wholeness? Because that's truly through my, in my mind, what. Religion was always intended for. Yes. That's, that's what spirituality was intended for. And it got all kinds of messed up and control and all the junk that is happening. <laughs> yes. But when we come back to it, prayer is healthy. Prayer is, it's so good for us. Science is showing just the impact of what it really does for us, the way that it activates parts of our brain that are currently not being activated in most people who have anxiety, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So it's just whatever you got to do, whatever feels good to you, find your way home to that.
1: Yeah. I, that was like a throw my hands up in the air. Hallelujah moment because (laughs) that was like mic drop. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I a hundred percent relate and agree with everything that you're saying. And even now, I mean, scientists are saying that gratitude is a lubricant for the brain, which literally means that we become softer and more light when we actually experience what gratitude is really doing uh, chemistry-wise within the body. Like, it's just... It's wild to me. I love the bridging the gap between spirituality and science because I believe it's all the same. Like everything is connected, like you said. And I remember Neville Goddard saying what true prayer is, is actually seeing either yourself or somebody else in the wish fulfilled. Like seeing them in the light of their desire or whatever they're hoping and wishing for or wanting to manifest in their life. I mean, to me, that's so beautiful because what most of us do when we pray is we pray from a place of lack and scarcity and worry. And we're like, oh my gosh, but you hit the nail on the head. I believe that's the kingpin is that when we realize there is nothing about us that needs to be fixed. And that doesn't come from a place of complacency. That doesn't come from a place of we can't evolve and grow and transform, right? And, And even... Self-improve, if we want to call it that. Um, but it really, it's about. I'm just gonna say this one thing. I heard Jewel on a podcast, and she was talking about an orange, and she looked at this orange, and she was peeling this orange, and she said something along the lines of, "the the peel is there to protect it from the environment, but it doesn't change what's inside. The orange is the orange, and we get to enjoy the orange." Well, similarly, our ego, our personality is the thing that protects us from our environment. But the inside, the essence of us, it never changes. It's always there. It's always been there. I love that. Nothing to fix. Only things to discover and remind ourselves of, of the truth. Yeah. Oh, you're so beaming. I love this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, Okay. Oops. I don't mean to hit that. I have two final questions for you. I think this would be a good place to wrap this up and bring it to a beautiful, soft landing. Through your experience of what you just shared and anything else that comes to mind, what would you say in one or two sentences would be the legacy that you want to leave for people to know.
0: The thing that I want people to know is really the undercurrent of this entire conversation, which is you are actual magic. Mm -hmm. You are sparkly, glittery magic and your entire purpose in this world is to be offering that glitter to the world and to be receiving the good feels back from what it feels like to sprinkle that glitter out there in the world to other people. And the more we do that and the more we realize that that's what we're doing, we can do it more and more and more. And that's how we get more abundance in our lives. We get more and more glitter, the more glitter we sprinkle. And so you can be doing it now. You don't need to be qualified to sprinkle your glitter. You've got a bag of glitter. It's right there in your heart. Start sprinkling it out there for others to enjoy and let yourself feel the amazing goodness of sprinkling that glitter out there and for uh, to watch other people enjoying it.
1: Yeah, and for those of you listening, just rewind that little part and play that every day. And Jen will be in your ear because that was incredible. Sprinkle glitter, sprinkle your glitter, sprinkle your sparkle. I saw t-shirts being made. This is awesome. I love you, Jen, so much. Okay. When you hear winning the divine lottery, what does that mean for you in your heart?
0: My goodness. I feel like we've already all won the divine lottery. We just need to remember (laughs) we've each got the golden ticket. We already, we already have it. We've just completely forgotten. And I think I, I will, I also just think of you, I think of you and what you're out here doing with this podcast and helping people to remember their wholeness and, they're inherently worthy. And I think it's such a powerful thing. Thank you for starting this.
1: Thank you for your share and for everything that you are doing and being in this world and being your glittery, sparkly, glittery, is that a word? Glitter, glitter, now, glittery, but... <laughs> sparkly self. Sometimes I make up words as I go. So, um, how can people reach you if they want to work with you or? Yeah, you can,
0: I've got a podcast as well. It's called Untethered with Jen Lists. and you can follow me on Instagram. I'm untethered. Jen, if you're curious about my breathwork offering, you can go to jenlist.com. that it, it'll take you over to Brilliant Breathwork where you can check that out.
1: I love that. Okay, this was magic. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. I had so much fun. So this is going to come as no shocker to you that I absolutely loved this conversation with Jen and I hope you did too. I hope you found some goodness in this and really took something away and I really want to encourage you and invite you and challenge you that with today's winning takeaways that you take one of them, you put it in your back pocket and you start applying it to your life this week. And then come back and share with me what aha moments, what insights, what a new awareness do you have from applying it to your life? Okay, so we live in a culture that inherently tells us we are not worthy. And so to counteract that, we have to continually remind ourselves, I am whole and complete. So imagine just affirming that this week to you over and over and over again. Let me know what changes. All right, the human condition... Welcome to the team if you found yourself seeking approval from the outside. Because when we seek approval, we've been taught this, you guys. We, we would get love or acceptance, and it's not that that's wrong. That's the human condition. So this week, moving forward, if this is the one that speaks to you, just start noticing. Notice when you're starting to come from a place of needing to seek approval or needing to prove that you're worthy or needing to prove that you did enough. And what happens if you just took a moment, showed yourself some compassion and said, I love, I love myself. I love that I'm aware of this. I, I love this part of me that feels that they need to seek approval from the outside. And then just start observing that and move from the inside out. When we step into our purpose, and not that our purpose is some big thing that we have to go seeking. But when we fully step into the next level of expansion for us, it's wild what can happen to the people around us. So what we're doing in our lives from the inside out does affect people and does heal people. So don't let yourself forget this, that what you're doing in your life, this inner work isn't just for you. It is for you, but it does have a ripple effect to people outside of you. And remind yourself that your pure love and life and that self-awareness of the love and light and this magic means there's nothing to fix. Imagine you moving through your week, reminding yourself that there's nothing to fix. What would be different? What would be new? Let me know. I'm so excited to come back to this nothing to fix that we're all inherently worthy. We have nothing to fix. We have nothing to prove. We are more than extremely, abundantly good enough because we are inherently worthy. Thanks so much for joining me here today. I hope you loved this episode and enjoyed all the great takeaways please subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. I would love to hear your feedback. And do go ahead and share this with family and friends so that we can all be inspired to winning the Divine Lottery. Hop on over to my Instagram at amydons1111 for more daily inspiration. We'll see you soon.